What's up, everybody? It's Brandon Orr for the Survivors of Addiction podcast. As always, with me is... Christy Lashover. And our fearless leader... Stephanie Mendenhall. You guys, as we move forward... Um, first, we're just so happy you guys could be with us today. As we move forward through 2022, we're trying to take a new way about what we're doing here for the Survivors of Addiction podcast. And we just think it's cool that we're going to do some interviewing on some people. Um, the last one we did was Rico. And... Uh, I was, that was fun. I was li- re-listening. That was a really good podcast. Yeah. We did really good with that. He killed that. But this episode, we're with our boy, Jeff White. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! <laughs> In the house. It's going to uh, be fun. It's going to be amazing. Um, it's really cool what he brings to the table, and we're going to get to share that with you. But as me, Christy, and Steph were sitting down a couple weeks ago with Jeff, um, we're talking about his, I guess we could call it a non-traditional approach to recovery because in reality, everybody recovery looks different to everybody, and each pathway is different to everybody. And it's about how they get there in success. It's not about one traditional way. And Jeff really has a good way of the way he looks at his recovery, his life, and his story, which we're going to get into, and it's going to be great. So, Jeff, I'm so glad you could be with us today, brother. Thank you guys for having me. Super excited about this. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fulfilled with a bunch of great stuff, and uh, you know, the tears, the happiness, the laugh. It's going to get real serious. We're going to joke around a little bit. It's going to be fun. We're going to get raw. We're going to get raw. Yes, and we were totally blown away by by Jeff's story. It's awesome. So, you, before we bring him in, um, I, I want to talk about a little bit of ba- background for Jeff. Is that all right, Brandon? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So, Jeff White grew up in a small rural town in Oregon where he found himself with too much free time on his hands. <laughs> we know what that's like, right? Not around here. Um, when he was 13, he started hanging out with an older crowd, and this led to partying and drinking and fighting. This lifestyle progressed, and he found himself using opioids and cocaine in his 20s. So after using, Jeff found himself at the lowest point of his life, detoxing in county jail. That's the worst. Have you ever done that, Brandon? uh, Detox 34 times. No big deal. (laughs) That's the worst. Like The one thing we try not to do here is focus on that part. But boy, I I know every piece of that, that cold concrete floor, the late night, the keys, everything that has to do oh yeah shivers just thinking about it just hey what's up you can't you can't sleep for 45 days so you see every single watch clock that comes through and the flashlight that comes through the door Uh, at night let me get a little descriptive for you yeah but it's a it's it's a reality (laughs) check when you get in there so i am not surprised that this is where he started thinking about the decisions that's when you're like what the hell am i doing here um (laughs) the decisions that eventually changed his life so we're really excited to have jeff thank you so much for being here thank you guys for having me yes um yeah detox in county jail was a a huge turning point for me um this time this last time i did it was was way different because I knew I wasn't going home that time. Mm-hmm. I knew. We all know yeah. that one. Mm, that's the worst. And I didn't know how long it was going to last. Mm. So it was like a big. Are you talking about the set? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and before it was like, oh, you're in two weeks you'll be home, or thirty right. days you'll be home, ninety days, whatever, and we'll get high again. And you know, you just talk the talk while you're in there. But this time, I knew that I wasn't going home. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I was losing bodily functions in there. I was super confused as to what was right. happening with my body. Right. Um, an opiate detox is brutal. Mm, yeah. It's the worst, bro. Yeah. I, you know, and I've I've always tell I even tell all my all the members we have and the people I work with, I always tell them, dude, alcohol and heroin are just side by side and I've just seen the most torturous outcomes when alcohol and heroin are involved or even any fe- even fentanyl any of that yeah. inside of Jackson County Jail. Yeah. That's where I was at, you know. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's unreal there. What what year was that you did that in? Uh 2011. I remember 2011 Jackson County Jail, bro. Yeah. It was not fun then either. And I also, I I did it in the dorms, so it made it like that much more just intense. Right. Being surrounded Mm -hmm. by so many guys and like, it was embarrassing. It was like... Well, you know, and, and with that being said, like take it to another perspective because I, I tend to disagree on that part because I've had to do it in the hole. I've had to do it in the cell. I've had to do it in the holding cell and I've had to do it in the dorm. <laughs> and I know. <laughs> and, and, you are hilarious. Well, I'm just saying out of all those places, to me, the dorm was the easiest because I had more room to walk around in. Yeah. I had, you know, access to more, more to the showers. I had, you know, more people I could talk with. That's and true, when yeah. you come in your first couple of weeks, you're not buying nothing on campus and people are willing to get you a little bit more hard candies because, man, you need those things. So mm-hmm. for me, the dorm was a little easier, but I know what you're saying because there is an embarrassment part to that. You're like, it's a shame. It's a guilt and shame. I thing. think once I got past the initial, like, you know, physical side of it, right. you're absolutely right. It was great to be around, like, my um, my neighbor, he did yoga and, and stuff, so he showed me how to do that and, like, really start doing body exercises and making use of my time instead right. of just laying on the bed, like shaking, shivering, cr- crying. Yeah. Praying. My my yeah. I was wondering if it's the same as in a women's prison. Cause the women will help you. Like they'll bring you stuff. They'll, you know, they'll I think it's that human connection. Okay. I truly do. I think it, whether it's men or women, like a lot of people in our County are in there for with just over uh, just detoxing right now super duper bad so so others will help there's others that went through it too you know and it's always that no matter where you're at in the beginning like there's always that that pay it forward type thing okay good that's good right most people are pretty good about that that's good i agree with that there there was a lot of people in there that kind of walked me through it and like made it clear as to what was happening Mm -hmm. uh you know like i I pissed myself like one morning and I just oh, yeah. woke up and I didn't even know what happened. Uh, luckily there was a guy leaving next to me and I like talked him into trading me pants. I'm like, I got Dude, water on myself shaving, you know, yeah. like I didn't know what to say. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, but, but there was a, there was a handful of people in there been through it before and was like, you know, drink lots of water, like move around, you well, eat this, whatever. And, and, and you say 2011 and like, Let's just take it back then. Heroin, it was really still pain pills really then. And heroin was just now creeping in, you know, I'm like, it was out there, but it was just creeping in. So not everybody knew exactly what was going on with, you know, what is the dude shaking down there for? Because most of these people are, and that time we're just in there on meth charges. Yep. You know? That's true. That's true. So like, that's another thing to look at like that. And people tend to help with that. So So how long did you do? How much time did you do then? Um, I ended up taking a, a plea bargain for two years. Um, I was supposed to, I was eligible for the AIP program, which would have put me out in 15 months if I completed it, but I, I couldn't do the program. So I got sent back to, to EO with full sentence. Right. So the AIP program, you guys is 
alternative incarceration program for mm-hmm. those that don't know. When you go up to prison, um, they have a chance where you can either do the AIP program, and it actually has a part to do with Pathfinders, Turning Point, and a couple other, but um, it's a six-month program, and you can get time off your set if you do this program. It's a hard, hard, hardcore program. No TVs, limited phone time. You can only buy certain things on canteen. Your hands have to sit on your knees. You only have so much yard time. You can't talk to other inmates. Like, it's a... It's yeah. It's a difficult program yeah. to. It's a. I. I opted out of that. So, so. The, in the transition, the transition <laughs> period after you're released from the program is pretty hardcore too. Yeah, like they put you in your hometown and they Back want then you to it go. Was definitely, they want you to go into a transitional housing mm-hmm. program. You're not allowed to talk to your wife. You're not allowed to have sex. None of that stuff. Yeah, that was a hard one. And I was like, "There's no way I'm going to make it through that." And they'll send I, you back for that too yeah they send you right back and yeah. complete your sentence they make you finish your set so mm-hmm. say so that, it's six months in and so then say six that you, months out so, 90 days so oh, 90 say days. that you had so say Christy you had two years yeah okay and your window opens up a year after your set so you got a year down you got a year left mm-hmm. so you go into the program you do this six month program you get six months taken off your set so once you get released you come back to the community you do what they say but if you mess up you go back and do your six months yeah, yeah. that's like our dap yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's very similar. I felt like a lot of people were in there for the wrong reasons as well, yeah. and that's why I, I chose not to do the program. They were doing um, it just to get time off their just set. Just to get time off their set, and at that point, I was done messing around. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to play that game, and I felt very uncomfortable. I felt very um, limited to what I could learn there. So I just chose not to do it. Right. That's probably smart. That's a, that's what I. Well, I mean, it I, almost cost me my marriage. Mm, oh, because yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because it was the, pretty. Because the time she didn't understand. She didn't understand, and she wanted me home. Yeah, and that was like the one time Kelly was like, I wasn't sure if she was going to stay. Mm. I remember that phone call because it, I'm it sure brutal. she's like, why? Why would you choose to be in there longer? Exactly. Yeah, like, I understand. She kind of felt like I was choosing. You know, like my pride or whatever, yeah. like over her. And when that wasn't the case, it wasn't the case. And I, when I and when I went back to EOCI, that's when I entered into Pathfinders and like real had a real um, fellowship of recovery, right? You know, and changing your behavior and stuff. And I learned so much there. I'm so happy that I made that choice to go back. You know, something I don't know is what led you to prison. Oh God! I knew you were going to ask that question. And so, here we are. <laughs> um, a determined run of self-destruction, bro. Like just complete self-destruction. I was drinking really heavily, you know, trying to come on and off opiates, and there was like a cycle of Suboxone in there, which was super dangerous, mixed with alcohol, and um, I was already on felony probation for unlawful use of firearm. I ran into a, okay. a party with a gun and oh, nice! fired it off in the street, and some people didn't like that. But uh, <laughs> So I was also facing a domestic violence charge against my wife. Okay. So I wasn't allowed at my house, and I just gave up, bro. Like, I, I stopped checking in, and I had a warrant out for my arrest. Um, one day, a sheriff tried to pull me over in White City, and... Uh, I said, screw you, and took off in my truck. And, yeah, I, I bounced. And you said, F it. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah I'm going to do me. I'm going to go, yeah. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with a bang, bang. Catch me if you can. Oh, yeah. man, and they caught you. And they, they caught did. you. 
So what, what ultimately led me to prison was I jumped out of my truck and I ran into somebody's house and I hid. And I got Was a, it a stranger's house? Yes. Oh, neat. So they hit me <laughs> with a, a burglary charge on that. Just to add what? along with the rest of the... Yeah. Wow. I mean, he did... Breaking and entering should have been, but, you yeah. know, at the time, it doesn't matter. I get yeah. that. But it was brutal. It was a really, really stupid decision, but it's, you know, like, prison saved my life. Hey, give me some right yeah. there, bro. You already know. I've been saying that on this podcast since day one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I try to... stick to my guns You know, I say that. not a lover of that statement. <laughs> well, you know, and... and Hey, teach their own. Yes, for sure. Very fair. Very totally. fair. And let, just to remind you that we were candy bar criminals. <laughs> you were versus the United States of America. <laughs> Brandon always says that. Christy it's so funny. I did have to go prison. look at my paperwork. I'm like, oh, Christy he's right. That's Lashover exactly versus the United States of America. America. Okay. But, wow, I, wow, wow. but I like, I like the, um, I like the statement of like, despite prison, I worked hard on saving my life you know yeah. and I, for and, myself and i want to talk about that with jets i'm so glad you just said that because that's it's a good point it she really makes it is it is like you don't heal in there you, you don't despite heal being in a crazy you, horrific place you you healed what, you made decisions what it did for me i love that that is a really good point steph what it did for me is it allowed me to set myself up yes for success on the way out because I didn't heal in there. I just learned how to heal out here is where I was broken and out here is where I'm going to be able to heal. But I mean, I set myself up pretty good. What about you? Yeah. Same thing. I mean, in there, they, they provided me with a lot of tools to learn how to, how to navigate through life. Right. Uh, with Pathfinders class, I did some cognitive behavior classes, love cog classes. Uh, um, and one thing that I learned in there was a thing called smart goals. I don't know if you guys know what that Never means. Never heard of it. I do. Uh, so I don't know how, how <laughs> what it. <laughs> Stephanie. So each letter of the, the word smart re, re, resembles something. We did something. this before. What's that called? An anagram? Yeah. Uh, acronym. Acron- acronym. No. Uh-huh. It's an acronym. Okay. Mm-hmm. So smart, smart goals. It's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time limited. That's, you apply those things to goal setting. I love that. See, I heard the A was attainable. I but love it's that. the same thing. Achievable, attainable, yeah. 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 same thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, you know, I credit that to prison. Like I didn't. So I have a question: Who in prison taught you that? Uh, there was a there was a cognitive behavior class that we did as a group. <laughs> that the prison offered. Yeah, that the prison wow. offered at EOCI. That's yeah, that's amazing. It's because in 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 the prison that I was in, in fed, federal prison, there was no there was no classes. Wow, there was nothing. Wow. like not. Not one. I mean, if you wanted to go to LCP, which um, was a religious class, it was like a year and a half program, but there's all these restrictions. But just to take a class to learn some kind of yeah. tools was 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 not available. Which so, which blows me away. Right. You it know, people don't yeah. realize that. I mean, I could learn how to crochet a mean bear. <laughs> a mean bear. <laughs> <What>? Seriously. <laughs> Tell them about your sex education class. That's oh, yeah. my favorite story. In reentry, because in the last six months, they they say they have a series of reentry classes, um, and the only cl- so every day that we had a class a supposed class everyone would wait outside along the door for someone to show up and no one ever did so then we'd have to go back to our place and 
we get in trouble for not being in um, at work when we should be at this class, but there was no class. And oh, so no. finally, one time the door opens and these ladies walk in and they were all like, oh, my God, we get a reentry class. And they said, OK, sign here. And you're like, what are we signing? They said, um, this is an age prevention class. Don't have unprotected sex. And people go to sit. No, no, no. You don't need to sit down. Go, go ahead and leave. And then so you have to sign. And so you took this class and that was it. That was, that the, was the extent of the class. Wow. In a maximum security. Me? No, in a maximum security prison <laughs> where people on. were in there like for 15, 30 you know, years. So that's how I felt like the AIP program was. It was like yeah. all about numbers. It wasn't yes. about, it wasn't about right. like rehabilitation. Like but here's, Thank you. You but, but yeah. here's what I, here's what I'm hearing. And here's what I know about the AIP, AIP class stateside. At least you were able to walk away with something. There are guys in there that walk away with tools, no matter what they look like. At least I hope somebody out there is hearing me right now because that's bullshit. That they just leave you guys in there. That is especially bullshit. the, the bedside. Because if you sit and think about it, your versus the United States of America. What you're doing in there was a big time thing. You need some type of rehabilitation, some type of cognitive yep. classes or something. And instead they're like, oh no, just sign here and go back, go back to your cell. Or yeah, don't even that, show up for the reentry yes. class. Yeah. There is no such thing. That's got me heated right now. Oh, yeah. That makes me so And that's so why pissed. I say when prison saved me, I'm like, ooh, no, you know. Or my own sake, it didn't. Right. And, and the one area that um, was available to us was chapel. Wow. So that's so that's where I pretty much emerged my, myself, just because there was nothing Always else. happy for chapel. Yeah, exactly. There was so, a lot of classes available at EOCI great. for um, for different things. You know, they, they had like a— um, They had a lot of stuff, man. A, a temper that's one. Amazing. That was a really good one. I took that one. Anger management. Yeah, anger management. Remember when Anthony got out and all those certs he had? Yeah, I was thinking serves. about uh, when we had Will on, and he said he took anger management like 32 times. No, it was yeah. like 75, 75 times, times. Yeah. and then he could teach the class. <laughs> well, it was cool because it was ran by the inmates. So, right. like, see, the inmates know? run see? the asylum. The <laughs> yeah, inmates run the asylum. It's different when you're when you're dealing with you know your your fellow inmate. Like, you can learn a little bit different. Right. The Pathfinders class was ran by an outside um, teacher. Yeah, it was ran by Pathfinders. She was super grounded, and she was funny, and um, she just made it. She made it easy to learn. Mm. I love that. I, I graduated top of my class and then I got a certificate. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Look at his so, smile. I was so Aww. proud of it. Yeah. No it's one is true. surprised. Yeah, no Gold one's surprised. Star. I was really proud of it. I never had anything like that. So like it's I was it's amazing too that that inmates can um, run a class, to right? Me. Because right. if there were more than three people in one area, they it it would call that um, yeah. inciting a riot or yeah. something. So bananas, so there was no, <laughs> there was no <laughs> bananas, dude. It's just, it Christy way. wishes she went to state no, prison. I'm, I'm, no, no, you know, no, 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 no. Christy, I sorry, love you. no, you I don't, don't wish you to get I all. I don't. It's yeah. just interesting. Yeah, you know? BF Chang's that night. Dang she did hard time, people. You know. So sitting here thinking about all the classes and the stuff and like, what what did you do up there to make sure you came out and set yourself up for success? Oh, wow. I I just tried to stay focused, man. I like stayed away from, from all the drama in there because you can get, Politics. you can get yourself in that real quick. Um, the borrowing, the, the drugs and politics, dude, meetings. send you back every time. Yeah, um, I read a lot in there. I got really involved in my artwork. I, I love drawing, mm, and see, I have um, so many artists. I love it. I uh, that's where I discovered my love for fitness was in prison as mm-hmm. well. Um, so that like 
took a lot of my time. I read a lot about fitness and dieting and, you know, like how to have the bare necessities, like when I got out, so I would have something. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So, and, and you were talking about your SMART goals. So, did you set that up inside prison? And what was that like? Yes, I did. Um, and I, I mentioned, I've told this story quite a few times, but um, over the course of, I, I ended up doing 22 months in there. And over the course of 22 months, I really started focusing on having goals, like real goals, not just things floating around in my head, right? And I knew that if they had to be, if they're going to be achievable, they need to be put down on paper. Yeah. And with timelines. Okay. So I started just brainstorming goals, 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 and I had like sheets of them, right? As my time got closer to release, I was like, this is a lot of goals. Like, I need to tighten <laughs> yeah. this up. Right? This is wallpaper <laughs> goals. Um, yeah, so I was I was telling you guys, I, I wrote them down on a piece of paper. Here's oh, a piece I'd love of paper to know right what they are. Yeah. We're hoping we could that. get to know what they are. And I is folded that the this original up. piece of paper? Yeah. yeah. It's wow. so clean <laughs> for that yeah. many years ago. I folded it up and I put it in Look my uh, wallet. <laughs> I wish it was and, video right now. That Let me is see amazing. That when you're done. Um. You know, they just started out with simple things like number one. Uh, so I did five short-term goals, five long-term goals. And the short-term goals were really simple. The, number one was getting my driver's license back. Uh, that was at the top of my list. That needed to happen immediately so I could get back to work, uh, which was number two, lay out a fitness routine, get my garage and shed back together. Like that was just a super simple thing, but it was important to me. Yep. Um, and then help my grandma and grandpa out around their ranch, you know, mm. which is, they were, they're getting old. They, they do hay. They have a lot of hay. livestock. <laughs> um, so that's where I started out. And I knew that if I could stomp out some short-term goals, it would give me some momentum to hit some long-term goals. Uh, long-term goals, five of them. Well, one was get married. Two was build my own house. Three, own my own construction company. Four, buy a new truck. And five, stay sober, healthy, and happy. Wow, that's beautiful. So, so were there other people in in prison with you doing goal setting as well? No, so no. it was you deciding to make this happen. Uh, so we brainstormed around in that class, yeah. And like one of the one of the uh, the drills was to you know write down a bunch of goals, and they didn't need to be anything crazy people hear goals and they think they need to be this huge thing right and and that's fine but you should have a bunch of small ones to work towards that i say that all the time yeah because it Fully makes you feel that. like that's something that you 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 can achieve actually yeah. well yeah. And, and with that being said is once you practice your small goals and they become routine your big goals aren't that you I mean they're not that so difficult or fear fearsome to look at not you know? at all yeah more, and it feels good to say yeah. dang i got, got right. that done and one huge huge important thing is to put a time on it like don't just be like oh i have this goal well when are you going to complete that goal mm. you know it's like it's just a 2032 yeah. <laughs> oh, one of these days uh, one of these days <laughs> that's that where that's what you hear the most of is one of these days yeah, it doesn't work like that. You just kind of poke along if you don't have a time set to it. So how how much time did you set aside for each goal? Um, or was there a time frame? Because right, I just can't. I'm glad you. Were, I just can't imagine you sitting there and just knocking all ten of those out real quick. Yep, this is what I'm going to do. No, no, like, no, no. 
Um, it just doesn't seem Jeff Whiteish. The driver's license thing, I needed it needed to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was my biggest biggest push. I knew once I got my driver's license, I would it would open me up to do a lot more things. Um, so I think I I did that like thirty days. I needed mm. that one done. Yeah, because like that's like a necessity. Yeah. Was it held up by fines? I mean, did you have to have oh, money in order God. to get it? Uh, it was held up. up. I mean, I that's a, a tough sp- one. Yeah. It's not easy to get that in thirty yeah. days. I got a in a high speed chase through White City. So I had a bunch of stuff against my license. I started the process of that one in prison, and right before I got released. So by the time I got home, it was just fines and paperwork. Um, to, to actually get it. Yeah, I think I had to take Decent. the test again, too. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that you're working on all of the goals kind of simultaneously. Yeah. It's not like oh, you yeah. check one off and then go to the next one. I think people think right. that, too. Well, I can't go to this one until this one's done. And no, you really have to kind of move all of them at the that. same time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, because if you, you do get, get stuck up. on one, right, you always have another one to work on. Right. And you're not just, like, stagnant. Well, yeah. and as I was reading, they kind of like the first five kind of went together. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's kind of like a success plan mm-hmm. is what I, more than just goals. And I feel like the last five were the big goals. We're like, yeah. this is going to set me up to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like to me. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, then I'm wondering, what's the difference between you and all the other guys in there that weren't setting goals? Like, I would love to know that secret for somebody that's like, okay, so why did Jeff take the time to do all that work and somebody else is in the yard? Discipline. Discipline. <laughs> Isn't it more than that? Is that like a childhood thing? I'm trying it's to gotta figure It's got to be more out. than that. It's like a because, thing. <laughs> yeah, what about like the fact that you're worthy enough to yeah, believing in have yourself a is a life. huge, huge, you know, factor. And I honestly... And I, I hate to say this, but I don't think a lot of guys in there were done messing around. Yeah. That's the ticket, probably. They were still looking for angles. They were still looking for hustles. They were still looking for, you know, talking. A lot of people talk about when they get out, they're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes, like, yes. Well, and, you know, with that being said, I remember for me, it's like every time I got locked up, except this last time, it was like, I can't wait to find the connects I'm about to get. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? interesting. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, it's like have, part of the game. Yeah, I'm going to have new connects throughout this state. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> you know? I'm leveling up. So exactly. Wow. And, and, and so that's, true. Exactly. Some connections That's, that's now, that state networking. prison mentality from a lot of people, including not just the addicts, but gang members. Mm-hmm. And no matter where it is, if you've got a mm-hmm. if you got a hustle bone, even in your pinky, you're going to go up there and you're going to find a way to bring mm-hmm. that out. Yep. And it's it's so, so natural. It's he's right. It's a natural thing. <laughs> but man. then I'm thinking he was totally in the hustle, high speed chases, yeah. running in uh-huh. people's homes, like all the things you described in that meltdown. Like what all of a sudden changed when you got up there? Was it? I always think that there's something about if you're not using in prison, your mind is clear all of a sudden. And Amen. It's like you and don't have like, that same criminal mentality, mm-hmm. so you're not you don't have the drugs affecting your thinking mm-hmm. for a minute. But then also you have that focused time where you can kind of like, okay, let's get in touch with myself. Cool. Where other people are still using in prison, maybe, and that's why they still have that mentality. Is that part of it? Well, you know, and Jeff, you can ask, for for Brandon, it was, I knew this last time I wasn't going to use, right? I knew that this last time I wanted something different, and I really needed to make the best choices I could for me and the best outcomes for what I'm about to come out to. But... Don't think for one second because I stay clean every single, like, I wanted to hustle in there more than I oh, wanted yeah. to use. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. the best way I knew how was whoop them on the pinochle table. 
right? Like that's yeah. the best way I knew how. Instead of, <laughs> instead of because I did tell you that time I found those drugs in the in the candy machine, I could have sold all those and and been penitentiary rich. But instead, I just gave them away because I was too much. So right. you know, like knowing where that line was. It's yeah. got it's got to be a self inside self driven thing that 100%. you don't want to do this no more because do people respect that? Oh yes. yes. Oh yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Interesting. So there- oh yeah, because we don't become a target no more. Right. Because right. now the people are like, oh, we can get this guy. No, I don't do that. Oh, okay. Oh, you, you're on another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not some tweaker mm. in here. It's you know really I mean? no different than the streets either. Like where there's always going to be that in there, just like there's always yeah. going to be that out here. So once you shut that down, that door's kind of like over there. And then there are solid people in there. I met a lot of yeah. solid people in there that did want to change their life, that did want to work out, that were into art, you know? And we're done messing around. They were done being away from their families for extended periods of time. Uh, done crying on the phone next to five other dudes doing the same thing. That are all crying on the phone. Yeah. yeah. It's like right, right. they were done. It's so, like an intentional decision that yeah. I'm, I'm done. I and don't want to live this way anymore. And being around those people is very helpful in, in walking your path, you know, yes. and just shutting out the, the negative influence no matter what. No matter what. The other part that I feel like that Jeff and I had an advantage on is that when you go to prison, a lot of the times, and I'm not going to say a little, I'd say 60%, their families are in it so deep they can't get out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like Jeff and I didn't have it like that. We were literally, we were like kind of independent lawbreakers. You know what I mean? But like a lot of these guys up there, when you come to the hustles, their families are so far deep into it. They can't get out of it. How do you get out from that? They can't. Mm. They can't. It's not like they they have a family at home that's saying, please stop doing it. Exactly. Mm. You know, because instead of they're down deep, I want to quit. I want to quit. But the older brother's like, I need you to do this lick for me, homie. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do you not do that? I mean, a whole nother culture. it's, it's, It's a trip up there. But the way the way that you came out and accomplished your goals, and I'm sure you still have goals on your list that you're still accomplishing. I, I just want to, you know, congratulate you on those, my brother. Thank you. Seriously, because you. it's a big deal and it's very inspiring to watch. And it's not easy to do to cross those off your list. You know, it's not an easy task. And I brought my I brought my new uh, my new vision board in here. I, it's out in my truck, but. Um, of course I love you did. that. Oh, I wanted so like once it. I got good at this at goal setting and like getting some confidence in me and and really, really surrounding myself with like you know positive people, then it was like check it off the list. Mm. And through my five year goal, like I've already sw- swapped three things out of it and put new ones in there. Mm. Meaning you already achieved them. Yeah, I've already yeah. achieved mm-hmm. them and and had to put new things in there. Right. So um, it is once I mean it's like anything else. Once you practice it and you're really applying it, it right. does become easier. Mm-hmm. So when you first, we are going to be looking at that vision. Board. Yeah, yeah, I, I just want to let you know that yeah. real quick before <laughs> yeah. we move forward on this, because you know how I'm, I'm, I'm good on the time here. But like I'm trying to imagine Jeff White's first day out of prison, oh, looking God. at these goals. <laughs> how over, because I mean I can only think of Brandon Orr getting out 137 times and. <laughs> Not wanting to accomplish one goal, <laughs> but this time I actually did, you know? Yeah. So I'm curious to see what that looked like for you on day one, once you hit the bricks, what it looked like for you as like, you know, where was your mindset at on how you were going to accomplish these goals? Achieve uh, them. Day, well, day one out of prison. Um, I hadn't seen Kelly in almost two years and she picked me up. So 
Use How your imagination. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you guys, so, so you guys went floating we had on a, the river. We had a nice drive home. You guys had a picnic. Nice All picnic. All the way from Lakeview. Uh, <laughs> what a horrible um, drive. Where's Lakeview? It's a horrible drive. Oh, okay. Somewhere you don't want to go. Okay, good. It's on the <laughs> other side of Klamath Falls, and it's literally... No trees? It's weird, dude. Okay. It's, it's super cold over there. No, like getting out of prison, like I, I expected to, and this goes back to surrounding yourself with, with the right people. I expected to like come home to and walk in the door and this giant party be waiting for me. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. yeah. And that wasn't right? the case. It was crickets. No, it was my two girls and Kelly. And they had like balloons and Aww. cake and stuff. And oh, I that's was a just, great party. Yeah. Bro, it was the best. The best. It was the best. And it really just gave me confirmation like, I don't need all that other stuff. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is where my foundation is right here. This is what we need to build off of. And you're loved. Yeah. And yeah. I was loved. And that was a huge thing, feeling loved. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's hard for us to accept that. Yeah. It is very hard for us to accept that. But when it's just like right there in your face and the smiles are so big and there's tears, you're just like, wow. Mm. This is reality sets in. Yeah, especially after being in prison and you and you feel shame or guilt yeah. for being away and there they are just loving yep. you. So it made it that much easier to like cut all the extra baggage out of my life. All nice. the old connects, right. all the old friends, all the old work crews. 100%. All that stuff. All the dudes are mm. like you know, you see at Walmart or whatever, like, yeah, bro, I missed you. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> I, told, I, I told Stephanie that before. I was like, it was easy for to make the transition because, like, when I was in prison, I made sure to keep my circle tight on the outs, mm-hmm. real small. And whoever, you know, found their way in, I knew gave a shit about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was yeah. only two or three or four that did, man. And, and I still hold them close to my heart. But it was it made the transition for my life to get out of the dope game mm-hmm. and into the hope game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it was it it was an easy transition by that. So I fully understand That's what you awesome, say right bro. there. You yeah. Know? It's 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 an eye opener for sure. But so when when you got out, was there certain things that stopped you from um trying to get your goals accomplished? Yes. Um, so the driver's license thing was, was a big issue and we talked about that a little bit, but for, for, for me personally, like learning how to ask for help was huge. Mm. I, yeah, was, I was wondering if someone helped you with that. Well, and sometimes goal license. setting is like so self-focused that you're yeah. like, if I'm going to achieve this, I have to do it by myself because right. yeah. this is my goal. And, and that's you know. a great point. Yeah. That is so not true. And it's lonely doing all those goals by yourself where you can scoop other people in to help you. Yeah, and I was surprised. Like, my neighbors would give me rides places. Um, Just learning how to ask for help. Like, learning to humble myself, ask for help, knowing that I didn't have to do everything on my own. Mm. I love that. Was an eye-opener. I love that. So, like, you didn't just get out of prison and then drive without a license? No. No, you were totally I was basing so it on integrity. Afraid of going back to jail. Or afraid. And I ha- I had <laughs> integrity is under there somewhere, too. but fear will be help. Real. Like yeah. I had my truck was sitting in the driveway and I was afraid. Like I had the rest of my sentence hanging over my head, right? And AIP. Were, and they were like mm. anything 
you are going to go back to prison. If it's an over over 30 day sanction, you're going back to prison. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I will ride a bike. Yeah. Well, you didn't do AIP. No, I didn't, but I did have a couple more months hanging over my head for my sentence. Okay. Also, the the full the full scale of the deal was like 54 months or something like that, right? So it got taken down to 24 and blah 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 blah. So anything anything I was in big trouble. And back then they would take they don't do it as much today, but for your transition leave, which is the transition it used to be 90 days now it's 120 they would throw you back for your whole set through your transition leave yeah wow. they wow. would throw you back for your whole set so they stopped that now wow as much now they pretty much just lock you in the work center mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because everything's wonky here in Oregon Oregon but they used to do that to you too so it would be your time plus your transition leave time right so you determined that you were never going back to prison I did not want to go back to prison no um, one one of the biggest things that I did face too, getting back to this, was learning how to deal with my emotions sober. <laughs> and learning how to That's like That's a whole thing. Oh <laughs> right? wow. I was wow. in the I was in the house with three women, three oh, girls. Yeah. And <laughs> I was sober and I was just like completely overwhelmed with all the different emotions coming my way. Mm. And I find myself like wanting to isolate a lot and wanting to shut down. Um and it was it's what we know. It yeah. was brutal. It was brutal. So that was that was a huge obstacle I had to get over. Well, and when I think about it, you're trying to relearn this whole new Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. then you're trying to acclimate back into this world that's not new to you, but it's new to you. Mm-hmm. It's new. At and that then point. they at the same time were trying to learn this new Jeff. The whole thing is just yeah. yeah well, yeah, it was very yet to be. Eggshells, I bet, dude. Exactly. And like, I was tr- not only trying to learn the whole new Jeff, I was trying to learn the whole new Kelly because oh, yeah. Kelly stopped drinking as well. And I'm oh. like, well, I don't know this Kelly. Yeah. Well, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, She's so kind of serious. <laughs> Lighten up, lady. Lighten up, Linda. So, so was, was there a mentor um, that helped you with those emotions? Yeah, there was, I had about five of them. Mm. I couldn't get one, all of what I needed from one person. <laughs> so I was That's like, smart. That's smart. I would take a little bit from everybody, really, you know, and that really helped. So, so in the times when you had all the different emotions, then, then would you call them? Or yeah. Meet with them? I would call or them. That? Um, one of one of the huge things that got me through it was journaling mm. and self reflection. I'm a lo- I love journaling. That's oh, my favorite. Oh yeah, you do. And That's then uh, so yeah, I would write stuff down, and then being able to look back at it and like read it, I'd be like, oh, you know, like well, maybe I was silly. Like maybe I was in the wrong for you know mm. raising my voice or whatever. Right. You know, right. maybe like just a little time out would help. <laughs> so so is what you you did just grab a journal and then just wrote what you were feeling yes. or how did that process work I started writing down like um major events that were happening that would that would um trigger me mm. that would trigger me to want to isolate or trigger me to want to drink or be around people that I used to hang out with or whatever. I wouldn't so just smart. wake up every day and be like, oh, I'm feeling like crap or whatever. Yeah. You know, it would be like events. So mm. without getting into full detail, can you give us one of those? That one of those uh, events that would make you want to go into isolation mode? 
Um, a fight with Kelly would make me want to go into right. isolation mode. Like an argument. An argument would get so heated because I have a bad temper. And it, things would just escalate so fast. And I'd be like, screw this. I'm going out in the garage or whatever, out in the garage, right. out in the shop. And then when I go out there, I'm like, I used to do a lot of coke out here. This is bad. Another trigger. Mm. You know? So I would grab a journal and I'd start writing instead of thinking about doing coke in the garage by myself for hours on end. I'm proud of wow. you for that. Wow, that's, that's awesome. A huge I hope thing. you got I hope you listeners heard that, received that, and practiced that. Yeah. Yeah. That's especially big. because that's an opportunity for us to take our power back yeah, instead absolutely. of being tethered to the drug. We yeah. can say, you know, what's going to work for me and do that. So, and then, and then the cool thing is it's not like you have to be all healed in order to do that. It's, yeah. pro- it's helping you through that process. Exactly. That's amazing. Right. I love that. Thank you. Oh, Jeff. Jeff is multi And you were over here nervous. I ain't nervous. Hey, you, hey, you should see it. Like, you know, Sean, we had a few people coming in here and like, they get super nervous. And next thing you know, it's just natural ability. It's just your story. You don't be nervous about telling the world your story. Let me ask you something. You guys are intimidating, bro. I Especially love this Christy. room. Look Christy's at Christy. intimidating. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm the opposite of intimidating. That's why I sit, acro- That's why I sit across from the guests. She's so nice and like professional. I'm just oh, like, and I come in here and sweatsuit. I know, I'm me like, too. Podcast day. I have worked hard Already. for the government for 22 years to be able to wear Nikes yeah. and cool t-shirts. <laughs> it's a goal. I set a goal and I'm achieving it. Yes. Yes. One Nike Air Force One at a time. Comfort. It's, it's all right. about comfort. I just want to have a cool shoe game. <laughs> you, you will. Keep, have it, keep hanging out with me, kid. Keep, out, yeah, yeah. Brandon's keep all hanging about out with me, kid. I don't have as much money. <laughs> yes. Neither do I. I hustle things off. Let me ask you something, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> what did it feel like when you reached your first five-year mark of your goals and achieving everything that you set out to do? What did that feel like? We're talking building a house and starting a construction yeah. company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I want to know. This is not small. I want to like... Like think about this. Like you're sitting in, like you're in the middle of your set. Ugh. That makes me sick to think about. <laughs> you're sitting in the middle of your set, right? And you're writing these goals down. You have no clue what the outcome is possibly going to look like because a lot of things in life are absolutely real. Relapse is real. Death is real. Mm-hmm. Depression is real. Anxiety is real. These things really happen, man. But you were able to attain these, like a boss. Tell me how you felt about that once you mar- when you marked that five years. I felt unstoppable. Mm. My dude. Yes. I felt unstoppable. Love That's it. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, nothing and no one is going to stand in my way. Mm. And if they do, I will dismiss them so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say destroy. No. Yeah. Destroy. I will crush you. I will dismiss <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I love that you said it like that and beautifully said it that. Let me ask you something before we move forward here. What was the last goal you accomplished? Um, I just we just built a pool at my house. Yeah, you did. So an that's, epic pool. Mm, yeah, it's that, not just some pool of under the ground, you guys. Like, the, oh, wait, that wasn't the last goal I accomplished. It now wasn't. I, not, I remember on Facebook. Now that you uh, think about it. Now that I think about it, we we just accomplished one of a big goal yesterday, bro. And oh we, yeah, I don't, we, this is new. Oh, this is brand new. You guys are the first to hear. All right. Oh. Uh, we just purchased another lot to build a rental on. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. How many do you have now? This will be my fourth, right. my fourth piece of property. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. building these and renting them out. Yeah. So I got my personal piece of property and then we have two rentals 
And then now we have another bare lot to build a rental. Beautiful. I love that. Good. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you're you. so awesome. And I bro. love that that you had that on your goal list instead of like <laughs> you know get a license, find a girl, you know, like uh, like flip you know, some burgers, get a job at you know yes, like Taco Bell or you know Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. I don't know if they have a Dunkin' Donuts around here. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's cool that you said build a Once house. Once you leave the airport, they do. <laughs> I have never had that on my goal list. Yeah, well, I've been swinging a hammer since I was a little kid. So, uh, um, you know, building, framing, construction has been a passion of mine Mm -hmm. since I was very little. So, building my own house is like a dream. A natural dream. It's a dream. That's beautiful. And, you know. I love that. it, It was a huge, it was almost surreal. I bet. You know, I remember That's the beautiful. first night we slept in there and how many times I just walk through their bare studs and just imagining like, this is where this piece of furniture is going to go. This is, you I know, I like that. draw it on the floor and measure it out and everything. <laughs> That's so awesome. It was just so fun. And um, Proud of you for that, bro. Thank you, man. Dan, I appreciate that. And like the beautiful part for me and hearing that is knowing that if you can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. And that was what I was going to get to. And I wanted everybody to know, like everybody, your felonies, addiction, yeah. whatever, like all that crap is just in the past. Amen. You you can do whatever, you yes. know? I started this stuff at 32 years old, right? And just kept working at it, working at it. There's no, it's never too late. Mm. Amen. I love that. Yeah. And I love the Message. fact that you obviously thought you were worth it. So you did a lot of it. other people that were around me. Yes, that's and amazing. And they, they helped me, they helped open my eyes to that belief and, and really feel like, you know, okay, maybe I'm not this piece of crap yep. that mm-hmm. I've been told all my life. How yes. good is it to have those people around you? Because I have those people around me today. It's, it's priceless, bro. It, it is. It's like, priceless. Um, hold I on wouldn't want. I would. I wouldn't want to climb without him. No, I tell you not that. at all. I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't want to climb without you, Stephanie. It's the whole intention of reclaiming lives, you guys. The nonprofit Absolutely. that I started is all about connection and surrounding yourself with people who actually care about you and believe in you, even if you don't believe in yourself. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and surrounding your yourself by people that are doing big things. So, yeah. Because you know there there's that quote that whoever you're hanging around, you'll drift in that direction, Absolutely. whatever it is. You know. So, so I um. I looked at your social media on Facebook, bum, and bum, bum, you have a group. Bum, 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 bum. Wait, what did you see? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I saw what you site did you go to? Mask In fact, the cool thing is someone sent me your link and said, oh, my God, check this guy out. I said, nice. oh, yeah, I know him. He's going to be on our podcast. Yeah, oh, someone that nice. lives in South Carolina. So, wow. yeah, isn't that dope? That's yeah, pretty cool. I love that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina. That, I said, oh, yeah, huge. we know him. He's got 1,700 followers. Yeah. So I want to know what mask we, off therapy is. We, I'm sorry, we. We. Yeah, yeah we. There's a, there's a team. team. There's definitely a team. So yeah. talk it's about a, that. It's a community. Uh, so mask off therapy was a concept that two of my friends had, um, Toshka Qualls, a.k.a. Mac, and Matt Strom. Um they brought it to me. They want to do a podcast slash YouTube show surrounding the world of addiction, mental health, illness, and spiritual sickness. Mm. Um, where we would we would interview people in recovery, uh, walk in the path of struggling with illness, and let them share their story. Mm. I love that. With, you know, and just raw, unfiltered. Go for it. 
you know, and we wanted to uh, bring bring light to a lot of stuff people don't want to talk about and give them a safe place to share. So, so has being involved with that helped you? Oh yeah, stay stay the course and absolutely, recovery? absolutely. Yeah. Um, we started the the Facebook group with the community that you're talking about, which is just so. I almost get emotional talking about it because Good. it's just so powerful, man. It's so cool. We There's four of us that monitor it, so there's, like, no BS that gets in there. You know, it's a complete 100% safe place. Um, it opens the doors to a lot of people that don't want to be on camera and don't want to, um, you know, want that. So they can feel a little bit more comfortable posting their story oh. in there. Mm-hmm. And then what is, well, what's an example of like what people post? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Like, um, you know, weight loss issues, feeling down about that, or just having bad anxiety one day about like a job interview mm-hmm. or something. If you, if you guys can go on to the Facebook mask off therapy page and check it out because you can scroll through that and you can, it's pretty freaking cool. Amazing. It, what's cool is you'll see, somebody posts something and then the 35 comments that are below go on to those and just look at it it's and it's it's so many different perspectives of of what people go through as well so to me it was like more of a walk alongside page Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying kind of like what we do yeah and that way no one feels alone right and they can share their truth hey i'm feeling this and other people it's it's pretty cool dude there's such a variety of perspective in there that it's like, wow, man, you know, there's there's doctors in there, there's therapists, counselors, peer support specialists, physical trainers. Well, and, I mean, there's, and there's Christians, and there's yeah, Buddhists, yes. and there's there's all of them, you know, there's Native American cultures in there, and they all give their best mm-hmm. about what, and, and you get to take what you want exactly. from it, you know what I mean? So it's like, and there's no judgment, there's no ridicule, there's no expectations, it's people are just going to give their love to you mm-hmm. in the best way they know how, and you get to pick and choose what you want out of that. And mm-hmm. everyone's welcome. Everybody's welcome. So yeah. Yes. Um, like I said, it is monitored, and I do not put up with any bullying or bashing. I will take you out of the group so quickly. So that is one of the rules of being in there. We are all there to help each other, build yeah, each other up, love on each other. It's hard to lift somebody um, up when you're kicking them down. Provide resources. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people in there that know a lot of things. Like we don't know where to turn for certain things. Like Brandon's just a, a index full of resources. Yeah. You know, so there's people like that in there where they ha- they can shoot a question. Hey, where can I get this kind of help? And boom, 35 people are answering that question for right now. Right now. I it's so that. cool to watch. Yeah. It's, it really is cool. So I, I just big kudos on that, Thank man. You. And, and the success it's going to not only have right now, but that it's going to have in time too, because it's just going to grow. Thank you guys for being part of it. Mm-hmm. It was cool because when we first looked at it, I'm like, what the hell is a mascot <laughs> therapy, <laughs> Brandon dude? and I were both like, what is this group? What is this group? Mascot therapy. And, that's a and great I, name. Well, it's crazy because Jeff showed up at, at, at the shop, at, at the our establishment, I call it, the shop, showed up at shop and was like, we talked a little bit. And then somebody sent me mascot therapy. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I just met that fucking yeah, dude, man. That's a trip. I just met that guy. Like, and now I'm, now I'm like, I was already intrigued by him. So I'm like. Scrolling, (laughs) scrolling, just checking out. It's it's pretty cool. Thank you guys. I really appreciate the the desire through all your stuff to want to walk alongside those man that are still trying to figure it out. You know that just that just you guys out there. There's more to be put on your plate. I just want to let you know that you guys can always put more on your plate. Yeah, social media has has helped me quite a bit through my recovery. Um, 
it's allowed me to share my experiences, be vulnerable, you know, and open up and and reach thousands of people. Mm. So um, that sparks a conversation. It sparks Every a time. connection, right? And and yes, you have to work at that connection, but it that's what sparks it is that. I love that. Um, it has a potential to start great friendships and network resources, promote positive change, promote your friends' positive change. Um, it can be a, a great tool if it's used properly. Amen. I agree. Yeah, I, I've i had so many different connections and networks now from all over the country of people yeah. that I genuinely really love. Yeah. You know, a few that I met in person. But really, you know, overall, we all need people. You know, we all need someone to walk alongside yeah, of us and absolutely. to say we're not alone. And you can stay in your house and be quiet about it or you can share and really get the resources. There's, you know, people are good. I would yeah. say that, yeah. you know. If, People are good. Absolutely. And once you, at some point, and this is how I feel about social media, at some point in your life, you got to be like, am I here to impress people or am I here to influence people? Mm. Impress or impact. Right. And, um, you know, you can impress people from a distance, but you have to get close to them to influence them. You have to allow them to see your mess. Yes. The ones that influence me the most are the ones I relate with. Yes. What's that? The ones I get influenced by the most are the ones I relate with. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. that's why I think it's so important to live your recovery out loud. Yeah, out loud. It is. And show the mess. Vulnerability. Yeah, because everyone get, has your, the mess. And it doesn't mean that, that you're any sort of a person. That mess just means, hey, I'm doing it. I'm I'm trying, I'm working, I'm failing, and you know, and I'm getting up. Back up and Failure's better. not the end all. Right, but I've just learned that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fail, you know, without failure, was. there is no perfection. There is no. no making things right without failure. You can't, you can't, you can't win at every single thing every single time. Kobe Bryant missed more shots than he made. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's just what it is. I, I want to switch gears just for a second. Dun dun dun. Again, again, again. <laughs> because I want to get into something we talked about. This is like. This is the meat and potatoes of your life right now. Deep breath. Are you Deep ready breath. for this? I'm ready. As we all know, recovery is a roller coaster, dude. It has its ups, its downs, its left, its rights. What have the last few years been like for you and your recovery, brother? The the last few years have been very, very hard. Very rough. Um, recovery never ends. It's never like I graduated. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, it's right. It's a daily, daily I got deal. three years and I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm cured. I'm cured. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say, like, when is this, when am I just going to be good? You're, you got to work at that every day. Um, so through, like, the the process of all the grinding and just working and working and working, I, I, um, I managed to lose connection with my wife, and my marriage suffered a lot from it, and that took its toll on me. Um you know, you do something for so long and it's working like the business side of everything and I'm sober and everything's great and I'm focused. making progress. I'm like afraid to stop doing that. I got afraid right. to stop doing that. And my marriage suffered from it. You know, I told myself that my sobriety would always come first and I'd protect it with my life. So when I was getting pulled away from the things that worked for me, I got afraid. Mm. I got afraid of like relapsing or being bored and becoming stagnant. Comfortable. Comfortable. So there was like this constant conflict um, that I had to learn how to 
open the door to some other thing. Open my mind to some other things, right? Such as? Get him. <laughs> Get him. Oh, right now, such as my, my spirituality, man, my faith in God. And that and the whole community there is just a whole nother side of being loved. Mm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So was it something that you haven't always had? I've no, I've I've had it not always. I wouldn't say always, but it's it's something that comes and goes, bro. Like right. you get hit with trauma, right? I like we had uh we recently so I lost my dad to suicide in 2014. Sorry to hear about that. And that was a huge hit with my relationship with God. I was yeah. just like, God, why, how can you do this to me? Wow. Like, what is going on? I'm doing everything right. <clears throat> and you take my dad. Mm. <clears throat> so I was mad at him for a long time. And deserving, right? <laughs> so my spiritual connection suffered from it. Yeah. And when you lose that, you become disconnected to everything else. Like nobody else is allowed in. Yeah. So yeah, my 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 connection was in and out. My and and what it did was it kept everybody at arm's length. Mm-hmm. And, right. Um, even though like I was I was sober, I was doing doing all the things, I was doing all this big big stuff. Um, I just felt disconnected. Yeah. Right. I felt disconnected. Like a. There was something amiss. There was something missing, and it was God. Amen. Amen. It was God. How did you find him this time around? How did you get back to the connection with him this time? So this time around, uh, we we just recently went through another suicide in the family. Sorry, man. My little sister committed suicide on, um, on New Year's Eve, and I... I was lost, bro. I was lost. But all these people just suddenly were like in my way. They were in my path. And it was like I was watching God put them there mm-hmm. and speak love over me and hold me and, and be like, you know, um, talk, just talk to me, dude. They right, were just right. talking to me. And I was like, how is this even possible? Yeah. Like, where do these people come from? Right? <laughs> what is going on right now? Like, I get it. I'm a total asshole, and these people are just like telling me mm. they love me and they want to, you know, help me. Dude gives me a Bible, shows me how to read it, sits down with me. Like, I'm like, wow. what is? I don't got nothing for you, bro. Yeah. You know? And he's just like, I don't want nothing. Right. And wow. So I watched God work in that way. And his grace, it restored mm. my faith. And I just went head first, like, Everything I had right into like it. that's where you're at. Like today, that's what that's what that's moves where you. I'm at, and that's where I realized like this is what's been missing this whole time. Like this whole time, wow. I just like see this like big old green beautiful light just going. Oh. Hell yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dub, been right here the whole time, son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I mean no, there's no material item. There's no drug. There's no alcohol. There's no trophy. There's no woman that can replace that connection with God. Amen. What a gift. Um, and can that, you say that louder for yeah. the people in the back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's so true. His, his love is, is unconditional, and his will for us to help others and see them, you know, feel safe is like the greatest reward. Right. 
Right. Ever. Ever. I 100% agree with you. And it sounds like that helped you connect to other people. Yeah. That they, that Mm -hmm. it's like he worked through other people to connect to you. Fellowship. Even though you're like, stay away, don't get in my way of, (laughs) don't get in my way of destruction or another goal or something that that kind of helped you connect to the people in that deep love. That's that's cool. What a beautiful thing when you can just have your heart, not just your eyes and mind, but your heart open to something new like that and be like, whoa, that was the missing piece, dude. It was, <laughs> wow. Like, I, I'm telling you right now, as Stephanie and I, we talk a lot and that I say it all the time, like, I don't know where I'd be today without my higher power, which yeah. I call Christ. You know, in our organization, we're not a faith-based organization, but me, I am, and I live it out loud and I'm proud of it because I really, truly couldn't be here today. <laughs> without him that those are just facts i agree like like i'm I'm glad that this part came up i'm glad that when we sat with you a couple weeks ago that that was like the major part that stuck out to me the most and there's so much more to that story too that we don't have time for but man it's i took so much out of that and i related so much to that thank you bro well we get caught up in the in this need to see these like mind-blowing daily miracles right this walk on water miracles we need to see these miracles for god to exist Right. And what happens is you miss the ones that have already happened. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you're an addict and you woke up sober today, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. That's God working. Amen. And so here's a verse from the Bible that has really stuck with me. And I think about this all the time. Instead of looking for additional evidence or miracles, accept what God has already given Mm. and move forward. He may use your life as, as, as evidence to reach another person. Mm. Wow. And that's what happened with you, with yes. the other people. And I'm wondering, when, when they were put in your life, was that something that you were aware of? Like, did you see what was happening, or is it only when you look back on it? I seen it as it was happening. Yeah. I continue to see it now. While it's because happening. Because my heart is open now. Yes, I, I surrendered, and I'm just like, Boom! And once you open your heart, you can you're allowed to open your mind and and th- see things differently and accept people like that. In and your that's life. when the joy comes because you're Absolutely. constantly seeing it all around. You're yeah. like, look what's happening! Look yeah, what's happening! Look that. what I'm reading right now. Well, this is well, this well, happened to me yesterday. The, yeah. the part that <laughs> awesome. I lo- the part that I love the most is that like with God, mm-hmm. I see things more clear. When I was looking at earthly things, I was a lot more confused. Yes. 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 Because you, know? you don't have that deep connection with right. source. Well, and now I'm looking at through it through another lens instead of looking at, at like when I used to look let's just say whether it be at women or cars or something it was something that like like oh hey but now it's like <laughs> hey how can I help you mm-hmm. more than hey how can what can you do for me mm-hmm. that's a do you great know what point. I mean like, service service uh, which is exactly getting what something, I was thinking yeah. <laughs> which exactly is the exact reason why I kind of want to trade my truck in because I need to be able to drive people around but I really like my trucks so they're burnt. <laughs> I was going to say but is that you know what I'm saying? Stephanie like, no it's not but, we are not but, changing cars again <laughs> no, but it's, says it's, your financial advisor <laughs> I, I, we need to start a GoFundMe for it, a little bus yeah. <laughs> but what it does is it allows you to look outside of you instead of inside of you yes and absolutely. that's where the joy comes mm-hmm. that's where the joy, joy comes deep joy from simple things that, that would never that you would never get that from agreed things. Agreed. That's How long have right? you been coming to Recovery Cafe? I think for about a year. <laughs> no, so interesting to me. Longer than that. A year and a half. Maybe? Year and a half. Yeah, so, it has to be a year yeah. and a half, dude. Like I didn't even really know you for a long time. I mean, maybe we met 
a couple in passing, but I didn't know anything about your story. And then, you know, we have these classes every day that um, one of our counselors teaches, and uh, you kept showing up for that building relationships class. And uh, one day I was in that class, and someone said, dude, you got, what, 11 years. Why are you in here? And I just appreciated your answer, and I think that's Thank the you. day that I was like, oh, like, I know something about him oh, now. Oh, he's on my radar. <laughs> but like, his, his answer was, you know, I have some issues in my relationship with my wife, and I really want to learn. Um, and, you know, I just appreciated that honesty and there was like no pride in that, you know, like totally transparent. But uh, there's a part of me that's sitting here feeling really bad that you went through the death of your sister and all yeah. those things that you were experiencing and we weren't there for you. We didn't no, you that. guys were totally there for me. I don't know what why you would even think that. <laughs> like my, I guess personally, I just didn't know all that stuff so was going on. So Recovery Cafe has saved my sobriety more than once, oh, more man, than once. And um you know, my circle, my circle so strong and just being around all, all the positivity mm. was just like, I belong here. Mm. I belong here. And people were happy. They were wanting to learn. Johnny B's classes are so great, man. That guy is something else. Right. Yeah. I would I just, love him. <laughs> if I, if. There was a way I could bring him home with me. Be <laughs> right. like, bro, let's stand, just talk. Stand like, in line. Just a cool day. guy. Yep. Stand in line, Jeff. His, <laughs> his perspective on, on life and the way he his delivery is just so, um, I just receive it so well. I don't know. Well, don't especially know. because the way he doesn't teach it. Let me. It's not clinical. It's not clinical. You know, he's a big believer himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he doesn't put the the preachy stuff into yeah. it you know he does he does exactly as he's trained but he has the he has the view of of god bro mm -hmm. i'm telling you like he he's is sharp, an amazing he is, he sharp. is sharp and he knows how to use his words wisely and the yep. questions he brings back to him like what where did that even come from <laughs> yes. i wasn't ready for that you know yeah, well, one of the true. things I love so much about our organization and that I didn't see coming when I started it is the reciprocal relationships. And yeah. so like, Amen. I can be the ED and founder, but that doesn't matter to me. Like yeah. Jeff and I had a great conversation about goal setting. Like I'm not a terribly disciplined person, I don't think, <laughs> which is hilarious to some people because they're like, have you seen what you've achieved? Right. But it's like, I don't write things down. They're all just swirling up in my head. And so I don't know, like I, I just know we have like a future together yeah, and that's sure. Why that's we're doing this and you know like it, it's just interesting to me the timing of when people come into your timing kind of everything. circle and you know I, I don't know I'm just so excited for where you're at <laughs> yeah, and like you. I listen to your <clears throat> recordings in the morning on the mask off and I'm like showing them to Tony look at this <laughs> yeah. look at what he said today yeah. this is amazing that's awesome <laughs> that's thank so you awesome. so much and don't stop doing those bro like they're inspirational to a lot of us but thank you guys thank you for I being a part that. of Recovery Cafe because there's so many newcomers you guys yeah. like we have a solid base now which I love for those of you who don't know Recovery our yeah, Recovery Cafe is a nationwide model but we implemented it in our hometown and the whole concept is on recovery circles we run 17 of them and we have 200 this people huge that is such a big number every right. week and if every you such saw a big the people come in that are just so empty and yeah. not filled with hope and then to see them grow into this place of like why you believe in me yeah and like mm. what you bring to that with your goals and the things you've achieved but just like your heart and grace i just love that thank you yeah. thank you. one of the one of the huge things that i've always loved about the cafe is the variety you guys offer. There's yeah. so much variety. It's not a one-size-fits-all, 
you know, like a lot of other organizations. There's so much variety. If you're not comfortable in your circle, ask to be in another circle. Right. And, you know, maybe the vibe in there. Uh, the well, classes you guys run throughout the week, there's such variety in there. You there's know, not just like, oh, we're going to do this five times a week. Stephanie's kind of a, she's, she's very much a rule follower, but she's very much a line pusher too. Like we are now, you know, we have LGBTQ circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, okay, how's, what's this going to look like? Right. We're going to do it anyway. Yeah. We're going to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's turned out to be amazing. And now we have Spanish speaking, I don't know how to, El Camino. Cigarro. Cigarro, <laughs> which is Spanish, which was like every, like nobody's doing that here. But Stephanie being who she is, the right way. Now we're having mm-hmm. that tonight. Well, and our when first people and last say, Friday. let's start something that's culturally specific, let's start something that's culturally specific, let's, not translated with right. white people telling that's right. people of another culture what they should do. And yes. so Amen. everyone in the room Amen. looks the same. All of the language culture. is the same. Yeah. And we're doing it. It's small, but like that's culturally specific. I come, I see someone who looks and speaks like me. Mm-hmm. I understand them just from the cultural yep. side, it's and huge. we're going to grow it. And like, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I like the hard stuff. Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> and you know and we love that you like and, the hard stuff. We're, we're willing yeah. to walk alongside you for those. <laughs> absolutely. Totally. Um, 100%. And it's good that we have one rule follower in the group. <laughs> Yeah. He's never been arrested. We need a rule. Huh, isn't that funny how that works? So, Jeff, you, you had talked about when we met about having everything you already needed inside of you. So I'm wondering if you can just talk a little bit about that. Because I love that. And I just learned that. And it's the most um, amazing, the most beautiful way to live. So I'm wondering what you think about that. We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but Mm -hmm. um, as addicts, one of the hardest things we struggle with is believing in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is like where a lot of people will stop, you know, and we have the capability to do anything, anything we set out to do. Um, In my personal situation, it started with like my girls believing in me Mm -hmm. and um, it allowed me to start seeing myself as God intended, not Amen. like as this person just doomed right. for disaster. Right. So um, it started with other people believing absolutely, in you. Absolutely. That's where it started. That's the key. Because I had that negative mindset, like, eventually I'm going to screw this up. You know what I mean? Like, eventually it's going to happen. I was just, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to live like that. Yeah. I didn't have to live like that. And what's that? focus changed everything else just kind of flowed with it right i love that you know back there a little bit when stephanie's like i'm cured when we were talking about that part like i just want to i just really want to emphasize like without my recovery i would still be an addict every single day so every single day i have to work on my recovery yeah every day every day it's that simple you Mm -hmm. know so i love that that you put it out there like that Dude, you got vulnerable with us today, bro. You let some guard down, homie. I know, but I was just thinking he's in big trouble now because oh, we all know exactly no. what he's about. So we'll be thing, like, hey, Jeff, hey, we'll call you every day. It's all recorded, right? But yeah. just be glad Stephanie didn't write a lot of stuff down because she's so good at that. Um, you know, I want to just, before we wrap this up and try to take off with this, is I... I'm proud of you. Thank you, bro. I'm proud to know you every day. I'm proud to get to know you more and more every day. Um, You have so many beautiful achievements and you have so many awesome stories on how to get there. So I really want you to dig deep on this question I'm about to ask you. 
Jeff White. Uh oh. Uh oh. What's Uh-oh. your proudest moment? Mm. That's such a tough question, Brandon. You're welcome. <laughs> um, there's been so many, so many proud moments over the over this recovery path. Um, but I'd have to say that it happened a few weeks ago on Easter when my my best friend was able to baptize me and in the sanctuary that God blessed me with the abilities to create. Wow. Um, the, the complete surrender in that setting was unbelievable. Mm. Wow. And it was a different type of gratitude that I've ever, ever because, experienced. Because a lot of, you know, outside of that, outside of that's earthly stuff. Oh, dude. You know, you just got... Washed by the blood, brother. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> got, got, you know what I mean? I get it. That was a highlight for me, too. It was too. a very, very powerful moment. Um, I got emotional, and it was like a release. Right. Done. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Bro, this one is, it was a little longer we wanted, you guys, yeah. but, dude, we no. killed this <laughs> one, dude. And I don't think we should part two it either. Oh, I think we should no. do one yeah. long We're one, dude. Long. You're, you're going to run this thing. This was fun. You guys are awesome, man. Brandon, well, I'm super proud of you too by the Thanks, way brother. and you know christy i'm just getting to know you i'm proud of you i love you i love you guys you guys are great people well you know um it's cool because <sighs> yeah exactly Stephanie said this a long time ago and and i just continuously watch it happen every day he brings who he brings yeah Yep. And it's so amazing oh, when we're transparent because yeah. that way we each know that, you know, it's like now I'm going to go home and make a really intense goal sentence. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> and I will share it with you. Yes. I'll tell you hold me account- accountable to that. It's like there's always more. There is always more room to grow and remember the smart and the yes. smart thing, man. It's just. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking more about yeah, that. Yeah. I love it. Just love put it. it into action. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for sharing all that you did in prison and getting out and, you know, about your family. I'm really sorry about that. Thank and you. you are, um, you're, you're, you're great. Thank you. Thank you guys. I, I love you guys. Stephanie, you're super special. Thank you. Super special. <laughs> Look at a little love back. You just have like a, <laughs> yeah. there's something about Bright you. Bright light, um, right? Yeah. You are light mm-hmm. for so many people and it's beautiful to see it. Like people Amen. to be able to see that. And you just touch so many lives, you and Tony. And the thing, you know, the cafe is such a cool spot, right? Oh, man. It's home. We're yeah. a tribe, brother. Yes. You ain't Thank going you. nowhere now. It's you stuck beautiful. with us. Yeah, it's you beautiful. are. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon touched on it, but when uh, I started this, I, for those of you who don't know, I had a 22-year career in government. It was great. Like, it was all actually really awesome for me. Um, that door firmly closed, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to fight against this. Like, I'm going to see what's next. Yeah. And that was hard for me because I, I wanted to be in my comfort zone. And, uh, don't we all? Through a lot of what I called like divine interventions or divine appointments, like people just streamed into my life that were struggling with addiction. And it was like, really? Like, I am the epitome of a soccer mom. Like, I grew up in church. Literally. I am a rule follower. I got married when I was 19. Like, I'm still married 32 years in a row later. Like, you know, so it was like, okay, like, how am I going to resonate with these people, you know, that have the struggle? And so, 
at first I focused a little bit on that and had some insecurities and then I just let all that go. Like it's not about that. It's about the love. Yeah. Like I am truly called to love people and speak the truth to them and I don't have trouble doing either one. Yeah. Whether they like and, it or not. <laughs> well, God you know, blesses us with, with abilities right. and the ones that make you happy are the ones you're supposed to be doing. Mm, right. Right? They're the ones that's you're passionate enough. That's the one you're supposed to be doing. It's when you're fighting all that other stuff because you're not supposed to be doing it. Right. Mm. At the same time, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Ever. But you make it look easy. I managed a multi-million dollar easy. project three years of my life. It was extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. This is harder. <laughs> yeah. Because it's such an emotional thing. Yeah, it is like, emotional. We've we lost work with, people. We work with people, dude. Yeah. yeah, and people relapse and people I care desperately about are out there getting high. Like somebody's missing right now. My heart is broken. Like mm-hmm. those are our people. I love yeah. them deeply. Mm-hmm. And so like the fact that, you know, God keeps bringing new people in and new people with passion and skills. Like it just continues to remind me why I sit here yeah. in this chair and build the relationships and do what I do. That's awesome. So Amen. thank you for reminding me of that today. Yeah. I'm going to get all teary. Thank you guys. <laughs> you always do in that chair. <laughs> I know, right? Especially at the end of this. It's a love fest. It's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for being here. You guys, thank you for tuning in. It means so much to us. I know our ratings are going up, but Christy yeah. always says, remind them, comment, you guys, please comment. comment. comment and it really share, does, share, does share, help share, raise. Share, share, yes. share. Rate We're, it. We really want this to be um, like a nationwide thing. Yeah. So maybe your South Carolina person yes. can help push it out a little further. But, um, you know... It's whoever it impacts we're excited about it so I know these episodes impact people's lives and that's why we do it but thank you for being here Jeff thank you guys so much we love you we're so proud of you thank Thank you you for what you do for our community All right, everyone don't forget to like comment and share you guys God bless and we love you we're out peace peace